What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Prepscast. I'm Alex Miller. It's playoff time in Texas. Ooh. How about that? Uh, joined always by Abigail Ochoa, of course. Abigail, yes. how are we doing today? It's Tuesday afternoon. It is Tuesday. We're recording earlier than usual, but that's what the playoffs bring. You gotta, you gotta, you know, have those extra days to prepare. So, um, really excited. I can't believe we're in week um, twelve. It's week 12. 12. Now 12. I can't even. I see. I can't even remember the number. Um, yeah. No, I'm really excited. So, hey, at least this year we don't have to do that weird thing where it's like oh. the first round of small schools, but like week eight of big schools and then like when the big schools start the playoffs it's already like round three or four or whatever it was I mean you it's know crazy that, was kind, that, of, that was kind of cool that. like we did it once but hey we're all on the same page there's like over yeah. 350 games across the state this week which is just nuts but uh yeah hey y'all y'all are gonna want to tune into this episode we've got Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas football uh, he's going to break down some of the, the big contenders in the Brazos Valley and just kind of his thoughts on Brazos Valley teams here in the playoffs. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Greg. All right, joining us now, it's the man, Greg Tepper. He's the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Greg, great to have you on again. Uh, we, we enjoy having you on as always. Yeah, of course. I always love talking to my friends down there in the Brazos Valley. I should also bring up something. Uh, I just realized, you know, in the age of digital backgrounds and stuff like that, this is a real background. Look at it. It's moving. It's oh, like hey, there you go. How about that? <laughs> wow. So, you know, we're, you know, we're, we can't afford the digital background here, Dave Campbell. So we got to go with the cloth. It's, That's uh, right. We're, sl- we're slumming it here at, at Dave Campbell's. <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah, we we know this is a crazy time for you guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, how how crazy, but also how fun is this part of this part of the year for y'all at, at Dave Campbell's? We know how much content y'all churn out during the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 a wild time of year, but it's but it's a great time. You know, it's 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 the most exciting time of the year. It's, it's when you, you you don't have to talk yourself out into getting up out of bed. You know, because the you know you know what's on on the line. You know what's uh, what's on the horizon. And you know, this week, especially in entering the first round of the Texas high school football playoffs, there are 352 UIL games that are win or go home, and. You don't have to talk people into the stakes. You don't have to talk people into why this game is important. It's, it's, it's obvious. And the thing that I think is most fun about this time of year is that this is when the neutral fan and the, the casual fan kind of checks in. You know, for a lot of us nerds, we're just locked into it all year <laughs> long and stuff. We're, we're, paying, we're, we're locked in. You know, now it's the playoffs and maybe your team, your local team's in the playoffs. Oh, hey, I'll go see how Franklin's doing. Oh, you know, they're the number one team. That's great. Oh, how's AM Consolidated doing? Oh, they've got a, a great opportunity to make a run. Things like that. This is when the you start to get the, the casual high school football fan check in. And, and that's what makes it even more fun because, uh, you know, there's so much growth to be had in this sport with, with people getting interested in it. And, and anytime we get an opportunity for people to pay attention to high school football, it's, it's, it's a fun time of year. Well, it's been four years since the Brazos Valley team has won a state championship, but there's for sure one bona fide team that's a state title contender. And there's another that's got the skill and the speed that they could make a run if they can get past the gauntlet of teams. So yeah. let, let's start with that last Brazos Valley team to win a state championship. 
that's the College Station Cougars. They've been number two in y'all's poll all season long behind defending state champion Denton Ryan, who had to beat the Cougars last year to, to get there. You know, Greg, what's impressed you the most about this College Station team this year? You know, a lot of attention is going to be paid to the offense, and for understandable reasons, Jet Huff has been unbelievable, Marquise Collins, all the playmakers they've got on that offense, and they're hitting on all cylinders. But for me, the difference this year has been their defense and Jackson Slanker and what they've done on the defensive side has been awfully, awfully impressive against a really good and I would say pretty high-powered uh, offensive district, right? You know, District A5A Division One has a lot of teams that can score. I mean, Magnolia West, Magnolia. I mean, they can go on and on and on. I mean, New Caney, that's a team that, that, that can score in bunches as well. And they've been able to neutralize them. What strikes me about, about College Station is there are teams that are 10-0 and 0 and you're going, okay, we'll kind of wait for the other shoe to drop. I don't know if that other shoe is going to drop for College Station. I think that we've seen them navigate a difficult schedule. We've seen them go through and play in a tough district and come out unscathed. And they've looked every bit the part of a state championship contender. You know, last week against against Magnolia West, I think they got the kind of push that you want heading into the playoffs. And they still won by 21, right? That's the, that's the mark of a dominant program. Uh, and so, yeah, when you took a look at what Steve Huff has built there, we knew that last year they were a year early. Well, this year has arrived, and they have arrived with it. It is really impressive to see what they've done. They look like one of the most complete teams in the state, and that is at any level, and that is saying something. They uh, they are the real deal, and if you have not paid attention to College Station on a statewide perspective, it, it's time to start paying attention right now. Yeah, Greg, you mentioned obviously the other teams in that region are crazy tough teams that College Station is going to have to get through if they want to go to state but they won't have to the Cougars won't have to face Den Ryan in, in the second round in the area again but do you think they have a, a harder road considering they might see you know Frisco Lone Star or Highland Park when they get to that this next round yeah you know you're you're not seeing the big giant but that in the land of giants you're gonna have to run into some eventually and, and I would actually say you know, and there's an argument to be made that they got put in what we would call the dirty side of the region, right? Just because of the way that things break out, that you're probably looking at a second round matchup with Frisco Lone Star, a team that went toe to toe wire, you know, basically all the way to the final gun with Denton Ryan and had them on the ropes. That is a really good Frisco Lone Star team, uh, you know, a top five team in the state. Uh, and then you add in a team that they could see in the next round in Highland Park. Uh, perhaps you've heard of them. And a team that is hitting on all cylinders as well. You know, new quarterback Brennan Storr has really stepped up. Their defense has been excellent as well. You've got three of the top five teams in 5A Division One, not just in one region, one half of one region. I mean, that's remarkable stuff. And so for College Station, there's no doubt that they'll have to earn it. I mean, they could go Frisco Lone Star, who's number number five in our rankings, uh, going then to Highland Park, who's number three in our rankings, and then potentially Denton Ryan, who's number one in our rankings in consecutive weeks. If they are to get to AT&T Stadium, there is nobody who's going to say they cheated their way there. They have earned it all going the hardest road that there is. Region two is the power nexus in 5A Division I, and, and College Station is going to have to bring their A game every single week uh, to get to AT&T Stadium. Yeah, you know, they've been knocked out of the playoffs in that area around the last three seasons to the three teams we just mentioned. Um, you know, kind of seeing what this team's made of, you think this is the year that the Cougars finally get past that second round? I do. Uh, I, I think College Station uh, is a team that can win it all. I think they could be the best team in 5A Division One. I. I think that every – I'll say this, every team – that we've mentioned there, I can kind of identify a, a pretty clear flaw 
this year. Denton Ryan, I have some big time questions about their offense. Uh, for for Frisco Lone Star, their 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 offense kind of similarly has had sputters at times. Uh, for Highland Park, I'm not sure that they're built to win any sort of shootout. College Station, I don't know if I can point to a team to a point of a weakness on their team, like a clear weakness. That's where you attack them. Now, that's not to say they don't exist. And you're also going to have to deal with some of the very best coaches in the state who are going to identify what you do wrong and are going to keep pressing on that open wound over and over and over. But this College Station team looks complete. And this, this, this actually, uh, there's an opera, there's a chance that this team's better than that 2017 team. I mean, it's really that good. And what they've got, it feels really special. And it would not be a surprise uh, for us to get to the end of the, to get to the end of the season and, and then be hoisting a trophy there at AT&T Stadium on that final Friday night of the year. Well, down in 3A Division Two. Franklin's been wire to wire number one and nobody, I mean, nobody has been able to keep up with them all season except Lorena in that season opener. Who's probably a dark horse in three, a one, you know, just looking at Franklin as a team, what can you say about the depth that they have, especially for a school down at three, a division two? Uh, it is kind of unmatched what they have there, like the, 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 between the skill position guys that they've got. And, and I also think just the big, the, you know, the, the big uglies up front that they got uh, the, 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 the line play that they get is so remarkable. I mean, between Bryson Washington, Alec Murphy, uh, Hayes Tomacek, the, the guys that they've got, plus guys like Russell Stiegel up front, this team is, is loaded uh, at every position. And we knew that they had an opportunity to do that after their run to the state championship game and coming within, literally seconds of winning a state championship. And then you see what they come back with. It's not surprising that they're this good. Uh, the fact that they've been this dominant, I think is a little bit surprising because, because this is not, you know, I think a lot of people look at the style of offense they run and it's not necessarily predicated on putting up big points, but they've been outrageous and their defense has been outrageous. And, and you're right, by the way, that, that, their, that their, their week one win, their week one win over Lorena has aged extremely well. Their week, their win over Cameron Yo has aged extremely well. I mean, they went through a difficult district where they pummeled Rogers, right? Uh, they, 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 they have basically been, it's been a no contest to everyone in their path. And I hate to play spoiler alert here, but that's going to continue for a couple of weeks at least. Um, they're going to be heavy favorites over Danbury. They're going to be heavy favorites over either Hebron Village Stockdale. They're going to be heavy favorites over anyone that they would see in a regional semifinal. The, 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 I think the second best team in that region, in region four, is probably Poth. And right now, I think they would be double-digit favorites over Poth. They're that good. They're that dominant. Uh, re, the, the semifinals always a, a dangerous thing. I mean, you saw what happened last year. Uh, whoever they see, there will be a quality opponent. But they are they are not just the favorite in Region Four. They are the prohibitive runaway favorite in Region Four. And and right now, they seem like they are dead set on on heading towards AT and T Stadium. Yeah, Greg. You know, me and Alex have talked about it all season. We don't think they're going to be challenging until late late if they, if they even are like you mentioned but is it safe to say I know we're not even in the first round of the playoffs yet it's not Friday but is it safe to pencil them in for that trip to Arlington um and who what who might they see there from yeah. you know, region one or, or two 
Yeah, you know, I think that they are the favorite on the right side of the bracket. I'll say that. I think that they, I would, I would pick them right now. You know, sports, sports gun to my head. I would take, I would uh, pick them against anybody in Region Three. Uh, you know, it depends on who you see out of Region Three. They can provide challenges. I think Wascom's a really talented squad and can hang with them. They've got a lot of team speed on there. But for now, I think you have to look at them as a favorite to make it to Arlington. As far as who they'd see, I think that there's a kind of a similarly dominant team on the other side of the bracket they could see, uh, and it's a program. That that people are pr- probably used to seeing it's Gunner. Uh, Gunner out of out of North Texas, kind of the Texoma area. They have been outstanding, and, and a team that you know last year they they went toe to toe with Canadian, uh, ended up losing in the semifinal. They've met four straight years in the semifinal, uh, I believe, uh, against one another. Uh, but but Gunner looks the part. They've got a Texas Tech commit at quarterback and Hut Graham. They run that kind of pistol wing T offense that is very hard to stop. Um, and so it's going to test them in a big way. I have thought that those are the two best teams in 3A Division II for pretty much the entirety of the season. Uh, I think that gap has only grown as the season has gone on, separating those two from the pack. What happens when they get on the field? I mean, we'll find out. It, it is a it is a fascinating matchup, a clash in styles, a clash in regions. Uh, that would be fun to watch. Got to get there first. And there's a lot of teams. You know, the thing about Franklin this year, is that they're going to get everybody's best shot. Everyone's going to throw the kitchen sink at them on every single on every single game. Uh, they're going to have to make sure they, they finish uh, every single game in order to get to Arlington. But right now, if you're asking me who's playing in Arlington, I would say it's Franklin taking on Gunner in what could be a whale of a 3A Division II title game. Who are maybe some other Brazos Valley schools you got your eye on? Hey, for the first time ever, we've got all four teams in Bryan College <laughs> Station in the playoffs. The Rudder Rangers making their playoff debut on Friday at Marshall. Yeah, how about the Rudder Rangers? I, I think they have been an unbelievable story uh, across across the season. And by the way, that is not fluky. That's a good team. That's a that's a straight up good football team deserving of being in the playoff and deserving where they're at. They get a tough test in, in week one or round one rather against a Marshall team that has been up and down Their Their ceiling is extremely high. Uh, but the, uh, the, depending on, on where they fall, you know, for rudder, if they can come out here and kind of dictate the terms of engagement in the trenches, I think they got a great opportunity to win a playoff game, you know, Crosby would loom in the second round, but you worry about that when you get there. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, I, I also look at a team. I think people may have forgotten about a and consolidated a little bit um, because of those two losses. And we're just not used to seeing that. Uh, from, from them, but they're still a very, uh, very good squad. I think they're big time favorites over Mount Pleasant. And then look, they get a shot at probably the favorite five, a division two, at least on the right side of the bracket in Fort Bend Marshall. And, and, and that has been a, a, a program that's been running over people. But at the same time, this is an a and consolidated team that we know is not going to be scared. And so I think a and consolidated certainly got an opportunity uh, to make a run there as well. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm interested Consider me interested. I'll just say this. Consider me interested in what Brian can do. Um, this is a, a program that I think is excited to be there. This is not, I think people are seeing, oh, Cedar Hill. You know, this is a, a you know team that played for a state championship last year. This is not that juggernaut Cedar Hill team. Cedar Hill's vulnerable. And and it this could be one of those things where from a brand name perspective, it's a big upset if Brian knocks off Cedar Hill. But on but as far as like what the X's and O's and what these two teams look like. I don't think it'll be a huge shock if Brian beats Cedar Hill. I think they've got a great opportunity to do that. Uh, you know, your reward may be unbeaten Garland, but at the same time, winning a playoff game will be huge, especially dethroning uh, the reigning state runners up. So I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued by seeing what they are able to do. 
uh, coming up this week. A traveling to Cedar Hill is no particular joy there, but I think that that's going to be an interesting game that I've got my eye on because I do think that the Vikings have an opportunity to send some shockwaves across the state. Yeah, you know, no, Greg, oh, go, go, ahead. go ahead, Abigail. Sorry, oh, go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna ask him about Cinnaville. I know me and you, Alex, have talked about Cinnaville possibly being that quiet, you know, a team that we have in the Brazos Valley here that could possibly make it far this year. How fortunate is Cinnaville that Bechtel and Timson are on the opposite side of that region? Three. Oh uh, yeah, they. You know, we we talked a little bit earlier about the clean and dirty side of the bracket. I don't think there's any doubt really that they are on the clean side of the bracket. That's exactly where you want to live in 2A Division One. Because look, um, you know, they are uh this is the uh this is in region three, there is a clear, clear, I would say locked in favorite in Timpson. Timpson looks like a juggernaut. I mean, an absolute wrecking machine there in, in the Bears. But the good thing is you wouldn't have to see them till regional final. And if you're Centerville, you're thrilled with making it to a regional final. That would be fantastic stuff. Uh, there And so, look, I think they've got a great opportunity there. In fact, if you want to install them as the favorite to, to make it to a regional final, I think that's fair. Uh, 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 it will be, a, I think, a tough matchup with a, a, an underrated garrison team in the second round and then maybe see a team uh, like Shelbyville or Holland in the, set, in the third round. But I think that the, the path is clear for them to a regional final. Now, taking on Timpson is a different animal, but getting there would certainly be a, a feather in the cap for that type of program. Well, Greg, I think we covered our bases. Thanks so much for uh, taking a few minutes to talk with us. Uh, hey, before we let you go, how can everybody stay up to date with all the coverage at Dave Campbell's throughout the playoffs? Yeah, texasfootball.com we, uh, slash playoffs. We've got your playoff brackets. We've got uh, all of your matchup information. Because I know, you know, look, there's 352 Texas high school football playoff games. We can, it's the largest elimination round of any tournament in the world ever. Um, and so it's a lot to keep up with. We try to keep it organized at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. So make sure you, uh, so make sure you go and, and check it out and, and download your brackets. Uh, you can print them, uh, fill them out. we got a bracket challenge going on, all sorts of craziness there at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. We've got you covered all the way to at and All right, well, Greg, thanks for, thanks for coming on and maybe we'll see you down the road in Arlington. <laughs> yeah. Here's hoping we can meet up uh, there in Arlington. All right, Abigail, we're back. Uh, Rudder, okay. Well, let's touch on Rudder real quick. Yeah, they're getting ready for their first ever playoff game in school history. And I got I got a chance to talk with Coach Ezar and uh, NJ Hurd and EJ Ezar Monday afternoon, and you know it, it kind of noted how there's really no pressure for them going into this game, and, and they're right. Yeah. I mean, what do the Rangers have to lose? This is the first time they've ever been there. They're they're on the road. They're they're the underdog, and you know. Let's just see what happens, I guess, if, if you're a runner. Uh, they need yeah. to play much cleaner, that's for sure, than they have their last two games. But at the same time, Marshall's beatable. I think Marshall's only a one-point favorite in the Harris yeah. ratings. And, you know, this is a rudder team that, you know, they got a big win over Huntsville, which may or may not have turned out to be that big of a win in the grand scheme of things, given how right. Huntsville's. But at the time, that was a huge win in, in, in regards to – how they came back in that game and they, they kept their composure. Um, you know, they had the long trip early in the season to Kerrville. They played El Paso America uh, in kind of what was that road or that road playoff game type feel. So they, they've gone through that kind of trip before. And then you, you consider the losses against Montgomery and Adam Consolidated, who are the, were the two best teams in that district this season. Right. You know, 
there's been a lot of growth in learning opportunities from this rudder team. I'm curious if they can put it all together and go and get the biggest win in school history on Friday night. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, I like like we've mentioned all season, they've already broken so many records. They've made history. I mean, just being in the playoffs, I think, is a, a gift for them. Um, so it's really cool to see. I'm, you know, we, of course, I'm sure they would have liked to, you know, be cleaner against Lamar Consolidated, get that win there just in the season um, at home senior night. But, you know, they, they already got their spot. And I think that's really what they came into the season wanting. It's what they've wanted, you know, the past few years since ESR came um, in town. So um, I think it's really exciting for them. I'm really interested to see um, if they really do clean up things this week. Um, they've had turnover troubles, penalties, and, and things like that. Um, and if they're going to make it at least two or maybe three rounds, they're going to need to clean that up here against Marshall. But yeah, like you said, Marshall's, you know, projected to win by one. So um, it, it, it's better's got a chance. And I think that's all that they can ask for right now. Yeah. And, you know, talking to coaches are Marshall. I mean, they really hang their hat on their defense and, you know, we've seen in these losses, how the turnovers kind of bitten rudder, especially early in the game. Um, and so, you know, last week, though, in, in, and in the game before against a Consolidated, really liked what you saw, that connection going through the air between Izar and Kevin Holmes outside. Yeah, sure. I mean, that guy's like 6'4", go up and get a pass. I mean, I would, I'm curious how many times they can, they can get that going. Um, and then, you know, Marshall, they've got a really good running back. He ran for like 300 yards against Hallsville. Few weeks ago, Hallsville, pretty solid team out there in East Texas. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a long trip, but uh, it's going to it's going to be a fun trip for them. You know, they're they're really looking forward to it. Um, sure. The other team, Brian. How about the Brian Vikings? You know, we've we've said it all along how Brian really they the Vikings really found a way to right the ship and rattled off those four straight wins. Man, they were so close to beating Harker Heights last week too. I mean, they, they, I they had them. They had them and just couldn't hold on to that win. Um, yes. But the Vikings have got to feel good about where they're at going into this game. And like Greg said, this is not your normal Cedar Hill team. You know, Brian had to play Cedar Hill in that first round last year. Uh, didn't didn't really have a chance. I think they lost was like 27 to zero, maybe something like that. It was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty tough. I mean, all these guys all year have talked about this game being their favorite game to play as, you know, their four or three years on varsity. So it's been in their mind for sure. Yeah. And so that being said, you know, I'm really curious if how 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 motivated Brian can play and, you know, if that inspiration can come to fruition and be able to pull off an upset on the road. I mean, we saw last night how Cedar Hill had three dudes come into <laughs> Texas Tech when their former coach, Joey McGuire, got hired at, at Texas yep. Tech. Um, but, but yeah, you know, th this is a Bryan team that's definitely found its way as the season's gone on. And here they go. This is the one they wanted probably, you know, and oh, yeah. they get to go back. Um, and I guess we'll see if Brian can, you know, make the most of this opportunity. Yeah, this is ideal for them. I think they're only three point, uh, you know, or Cedar Hills three point favorites. I mean, they did not get that last year. Um, they got a tough Cedar Hill team um, last season that ended up going to state. So I think this is exactly where they want to be. They got the veteran guys who remember 
um, last season. And then they got the young guys who've been helping them out um, uh, offensively and, and even defensively. So I think it's going to be uh, super cool to see what Brian's been able to do. And, you know, if this is their last week of the season, then they've surely done the work. Um, you know, that the record may not look like it, but they've had a great season. And I think it was a tough start for them, but um, they were able to really pick things up, make it to the playoffs, get this rematch with Cedar Hill here. So I'm really excited for what they're able to do this week. AM Consolidated, they host Mount Pleasant Friday night at Tiger Field. The Consol Tigers, they're, they're pretty big favorites in this game. And, you know, talking right. to Coach Fedora, he really likes for his teams out. You know, he, he said on Monday how he's not really a fan of having a bye week the last week of the season. But in this <laughs> season, he's loved it because yeah. they have been hurt. Um, they've had some – I mean, and we, we've known it, especially in the backfield. They've had the injuries, whether it's Trey Taylor, Keyshawn Thomas. They've had some guys uh, up front uh, on their lines that, that have missed a game here and there. But, but now they're healthy. Uh, and, and this is a game they should win. And, you know, if, if they can get their two running backs back and have some solid games, get some good touches, you know, Consol might start feeling really good about themselves. Uh, right before what Greg said, uh, A&M Consolidated Fort Bend Marshall in that area round could be a sneaky good game. Oh, yeah. And, and one that Fort Bend Marshall can't overlook. For sure, yeah. And I think – I think Consol would have been favorites regardless if they had a bye or whatever they were coming in with. But I, I think especially with that bye week, the last week, I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it really helped them. Um, like you said, you, you talked to Fedora, he liked it. Um, and I think it's just really good for them. They're, they're, you know, they're on a roll right now. They got the guys um, defensively, they got the veteran guys to do it. And offensively, they're really pulling things together. Uh, we saw that against Rudder. Um, they're, they're just really able to win. I mean, whatever they're able to do, um, they're willing to do. And um, I think when you have guys like that who are just, um, you know, willing to move around and willing, you know, Tyndall McNamara going, you know, in Wildcat every now and then. I mean, when you got guys who are willing to do stuff like that um, and you're able to win while doing it, then that's pretty nice. Um, yeah, like you said, their favorite this week. They're obviously home. They don't have to travel. Last, last year, I think they went to Longview. Um, so it was a rough for them. But um, again, when you have good guys um, this season who have been able to win, regardless of these injuries and things like that, you're coming off, you got two weeks to prepare for Mount Pleasant. Um, it's a really nice, uh, Consol's in a really nice spot right now. Well, down, down in the area games, <clears throat> there's a sneaky game in this first round, and it's going to be Cristobal and Burton. You know, we talked last week how Burton had to forfeit those seven games and had to win last week to still make the playoffs. Well, they did, which should be no surprise because this is a first-place team that is now the fourth seed. That's a really difficult draw yeah. for Cristobal. Uh, this is a pick em game by the Harris ratings. And, you know, if, if you're going to pick a, a four seed to beat a one, this <laughs> might be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a really interesting spot to be for Burton, and I'm sure, you know, it's weird for both of them. Um, I, You know, I, in the beginning of the season, I, I'm a big fan of Burton. I think um, they have the guys, they they had, they came in with a bunch of great guys. Um, they, you know, they had a lot of talent. Last year didn't work out well for them. Uh, you know, they, they weren't able to get things rolling. They couldn't, find, it took them a while to find a quarterback, and, and then things kind of went from there, but 
you know, this season they re really were on a roll. They got, you know, it was a surprise a couple of weeks ago. We found this out that they had to forfeit those seven games that they won. I mean, um, they, yeah, it's just a weird week. I mean, you don't, really don't expect this. I think just looking at the matchup, you probably think, oh, Burton's going to lose pretty easily because they're four seed, but um, they wouldn't have been a four seed. <laughs> you know, we can't forget that. So uh, they wouldn't have even been, been playing Cristobal here, but, um, you know, they got to roll with the punches and, and we'll see how it goes. But I think it's going to be a really good matchup, um, a really surprising matchup, not one that we thought was going to happen, but I'm excited to see what happens. Okay, couple more, couple more mm -hmm. area games I've got my eye on. Uh, here's a rematch from last year: Brenham versus Marble Falls in that by district game. You know, we talked last year how Brenham could have been a team that could have gone a couple rounds deep, and right. here they are again. They're going to host Marble Falls like they did last year. Uh, Marble Falls obviously upset the Cubs, mm -hmm. but you know, when when you look at this, and I'm looking at the bracket right here, you know, if Brenham wins, they'll probably play. Mission Veterans Memorial, which that could be an interesting game because you're probably going to have to travel somewhere, whether it's down the coastal bend or to, to San Antonio. But then you, you look at look up top, you're probably going to play Alamo Heights in the third round if they got that far. Um, but, you know, this is a Brenham team that they've got a shot to, to really make a run here. You know, kind of like Brian couldn't hang on to that win last week. And, you know, they're playing for the district championship at Leander Rouse and yeah. just kind of lost it there in that fourth quarter. But, uh, yeah, really curious to see what the Cubs can do. And, and you know, kind of like Brian probably really wanted some redemption in this by-district game. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just going to agree. I, they, you know, I talked to Eric Hemphill before the season at Media Day, and he mentioned this game last year. They didn't expect to lose. Um, I'm sure that they're not going to want to lose this year, especially it being a rematch. Um, of last year, but they had the talent last year to do it. They just couldn't um, produce. And I think this season they've, they've proven that they're able to put up points um, and win solid games. You know, they almost beat Rouse last week. I mean, it was a good game um, just looking at the highlights, but um, I, I think they're really confident uh, this season. And I think they're, they'll, they'll be able to do it, but they definitely have their eye on this team, this round, um, and I think they're ready to go here. Well, one more game, and this is the only game between two area teams we have this yeah. week. We've got Norman G facing Hearn Thursday night in Snook. Uh, Hearn, pretty big favorite. You know, they finished second in that district having to having, after losing to Holland early on. And then, you know, Norman G, it's been an interesting season for them. You know, Isaiah Jones playing quarterback. He was out for those few games. They really weren't doing much on offense. And then they turn right around and, uh, you know, kind of find their way. And, you know, this is going to be – this is going to be the game of athletes, uh, in my yeah. opinion, you know. Yeah, I think if – I think you said it. I think if Jones decides to show up and play, I heard – might have a problem I mean they are projected to win pretty pretty big here like you said 21 points I think that's because of their defense their defense has been um that star power on that team this season um offensively the, you know they had a new quarterback so they had to kind of work with that but you know Keyshawn Langham has been doing a great job kind of leading them there um in his first season um because you've got guys like Jabari Dunn and, and people like that but um yeah I, I think it'll be interesting I think if Jones gets going and and he's able to kind of make some some good plays early put up some points early then I think this will be a different type of game but 
definitely interested to see how Hearn reacts to that. I'm sure they're going to be ready for him. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's uh, it's our only Browns Valley matchup, but I'm really excited about it. It's in Snook. I mean, how, how much uh, more Browns Valley can you get with that? But um, yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting matchup here. All right, Abigail, we're going to close with this, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, call your shot. Is, does Franklin win the 3A Division II state championship? Oh, are we going to, like, replay this, like, in a few weeks when, like, I'm well, either we right might. or wrong? <laughs> we might. We oh, might. No. Oh, no. Um, okay, you know what? I'm going to say what the heck. I'm going to go for the Lions. I loved, I, I, I wanted them to win last year. Um, I, I thought they were going to win last year. I was at that game. It was a tough loss for them. I think they're going to come back. They're stronger than ever. They have the same guys back who were really upset after last year's loss. And I really think that they can do it. It's not going to be easy when they get to those last, uh, you know, probably when they get to the state semifinals and, the, and then actual state, if they do play Gunter, that's going to be pretty rough, like Greg said, but um, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for the Lions. And, and um, I, I really think that they have the team. Um, if they were going to do it, they're going to do it this year. Um, so, yes. So we can replay this if I'm wrong or whatever, but I'm going with them. Well, I'm going to agree with you. I think the Lions finish the job this season. I think that they they run the table. They get that win. That state semifinal game, whoever they play out of Region 3, whether it's Wascom whether it's Rusk, Newton, Elysian Fields, whoever, I'm probably missing somebody who's going to come out and win because East Texas just has teams upon teams that are very talented. That'll be a challenging game for them. They're going to win that game, and it will be a good, it'll be a good stepping stone for them, probably playing a team like Gunter, who probably is the only team in that 3A level that can really hang for the, with them for four quarters. So, yes. I'm predicting a Lions state championship. I think Mr. Pills would be um, happy for us. He would be, he would like those answers. I think. I think he would too. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for us. Um, thanks to Greg for hopping on. Thanks to Abigail for providing her insight. And uh, yeah, be sure to check theeagle.com for all of our coverage throughout the playoffs. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be back next week. I mean, I guess, I guess in theory. This could be the last episode, oh, but it's probably on, not, man. but it's come probably on. not. It's probably not. We're not going to talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to everyone in the playoffs. May, may the ball bounce in your favor. Yeah, All right, there we go. We'll see you next week.